Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Ashwini. Hey, Bob. Good morning. So this week's focus is to notice the still small voice, to just be aware of it. The assignment is not to act from it, figure out what it's saying, decode its message, or understand its instructions. The assignment is simply to be here, attentive, present, and receptive when intuition speaks. Alright Ashwini, and here is our first caller. First caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Emily from Seattle. Hey Emily. Hi. What are you thinking about the small voice? Um, well, the thing, part I really love is, is um, the, the guidance not to try to do anything about it or to mm-hmm. understand the instructions. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something about that that is so freeing, it's just mm-hmm. an invitation to just enjoy it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love the instruction not to do anything about what you're, what it's saying. And it, it, I project, uh, it, it feels like an invitation to enjoy it. And uh, that place, right, Emily, of when we hear ego voice, it's such a driver. It's such a, it's so punishing, right, in the sense of push, 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 figure it out work it out, get somewhere, do something. And Mm -hmm. so just to be given permission almost to to be in a state of being, simply paying attention rather than in that state of doing that we're always in. It's it's almost like the pressure has been released. I could just pay attention Mm -hmm. and be and Mm -hmm. listen. Yeah, because ego will even take like um, an artistic inspiration and then try to um, figure out what, okay, well, that means you should do <laughs> such uh-huh. and such and yeah. you have to somehow um, like express this and show this. <laughs> show uh-huh. this experience out in the world. And um, uh-huh. I mean, that might come to that, but just that, um, just that, oh, you can just enjoy that for you and mm-hmm. anywhere, oh. anytime. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. In both, on both the points that you were making, right, Emily, because uh, uh, any artistic inspiration it drops in, and we, we, we are inspired by that, right? We pay attention, we receive it. There's a level of receiving it, in it which in itself is complete enjoyment. And so then that gets mm-hmm. taken over by conditioning uh, to do something about that. So, well, you have to express it. This is what you need to do to put it out into the world. Somebody else has to see what it is that you've seen and you're the good mm-hmm. art artist if you're able to translate that inspiration into a thing of beauty. And then, of course, we leave that inspiration for all of that uh, conditioned thinking doing and then lose the enjoyment because mm-hmm. it feels like we've subjected ourselves to that pressure. But as you're saying, so, so there's that movement, right, from being to doing, and so just being here for the inspiration is sufficient regardless of what happens with it 
And if we continue to stay here, we'll be guided to the expression from that inspiration if that was the direction life wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah. that it's for you. I mean, I just love that, that you could just go about life, enjoying life, and that's a gift for you. It doesn't have to translate mm-hmm. into anything. You could just, just revel in the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost or like a, enjoyment. Yeah. Like, a, like a happy secret that I have. That I can <laughs> yes, go go around secret. with that. Yeah, hugging yeah. it to yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I I pre, I project that delight in that is because that secret is continuously being taken away from us by that voice in the head, by that movement away from it to that condition doing or that condition how I, I, the word you used is so such an operative word you should, and as soon as it becomes you mm-hmm. should, we can feel the taskmaster get into the driver's seat, and it becomes not something that we enjoy anymore. Yeah, it will even say, well, that the still small voice said that. So you <laughs> yes. have to be yes. <laughs> yes. True, you have, to be, you have to be true to that voice. <laughs> you have to be true to the voice. And if you're not true to the voice, and the true, true to the voice, again, interpreted in the conditioned realm is not really true to the voice, which, just, which is just inspiring and inviting enjoyment. That's how we're true to the voice. It's because conditioning is all about doing and the truth to the voice in the conditioned realm is to do something about what the voice is saying, but the voice is not asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, a, it's as you said, it may yeah. say something like, oh, how beautiful that is, or pick up your computer or whatever else, but as we've been exploring, it's a process place, not a content place. We're listening to and being present to the voice. And it's the presence that is the important part of it, not the content necessarily of what it's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a peace quote about that recently that I want to go back to that was like when we don't feel like we have to do anything about it or when we can just have that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't remember the peace quote, so if you do remember it, let (laughs) me know. I can't either. Quote it to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go look for it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Emily. Get get Emily muted here, Ashwini. All right, and Ashwini here is our next caller. You're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hello? Hello? Hello. This is Jamie in Delaware. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Uh, Well, we've spent a lot of time on on the year-long broadcast or program over the last two or three years uh, looking at, at ego and how ego doesn't serve us well and I've you know, m- more and more I, I, I see that that is true it ego seems to serve it ego but uh, not our larger self and so what, 
we seem to be doing, or what I'm doing this year, is getting more in touch with a different concept, which is unconditional love, which is accepting myself and everything as it is. And, and I, I can see where that you know, I, is, is real, and I, I, I experience it as uh, a, a to- totally different perspective. Mm. Uh, you know, the concept that everything is all right is, mm. is just mm. foreign to the ego. And, yes. and it, it's expansive because it takes in everything. Mm. Even the stuff well, I don't even know about. It's all uh-huh. it's all okay. But yeah. Well, let me pa- let me just stop you there uh to underline that, uh Jamie, it's absolutely true. When we first come to practice, what brings us to practice is what we authentically are. And especially right. in this practice of awareness, we first get in touch with all of those things that stand in the way of knowing ourselves as who we are. So there is a focus on paying attention to conditioned mind and to the ego and to, to realize that is not what we are and to disidentify from what we're not to what we are. So all of the exercises in your experience, this retreat, is much more pointing to the awareness of our, to, to awareness as what is uh, animating us rather than just the ego. And so when we, which is not what we are, right? And so that switch of perspective is experienced as the unconditional love. It's a different focus and it gives us a different orientation because it brings us to that place that you're pointing to, which is everything is okay. Everything is in the context of acceptable to life. And within that, I can watch the ego operate. And even that isn't wrong. It's just something that happens that I can, I can then use the tools of practice to disidentify from because I know what it is. Right. And it's not, uh, it, it has flaws. It, it doesn't serve us well. It's, I mean, awareness, it's, it's, it takes work to, to build awareness but, or unconditional love, but it's more intelligent. It serves <laughs> yes. everything better. Yes, 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 yes. It's the thing you started us off with. What, you know, what, we, what we get is that, that conditioned mind serves conditioned mind. That ego's only, uh, only, I don't know, objective is to maintain itself. And therefore, very, very clearly, ego serves ego. And ego serving ego does not serve us as humans, right? It does, no. It's not interested in our welfare. It's interested in its. Uh, perpetuation and so once we get that we we lose interest in looking to it or attending to it in order to get our lives to work within quotes and and as you just noticed intelligence is so much more intelligent than conditioned mind and it has no agenda it's it is unconditional love and acceptance and therefore it's much more intelligent it's not limited it contains everything and so we have the direct experience of the benefit of attending to it rather than attending to something that is not on our side and is not very intelligent. Right. I, I guess the reason that it takes time and effort and 
some more people don't do it to get to greater awareness is that the ego is so persuasive or so uh, yes. what, what do I say? So good at, as you said, good at what it does. It has it's eons and eons. It's a worthy opponent. It is a worthy right. opponent and it is very compelling and we're all conditioned to uh, attend to it, right? Karmically conditioned to attend to that as, uh, as who and what we are. And so you're absolutely right. You know, we have about 75 people who get on this call on a regular basis or 200 people who do this retreat or 500 people who do a practice of awareness or however, whatever the numbers are. And, and, and you're right, because to go up against that is, a, is something that very few people choose to do. This is a very difficult process to go up against that persuasion and that compulsion. Right. And, I, I mean, my ego still tries to assert itself, and it, it's still there, and sometimes I am still challenged by it, but I think I've seen enough to know that I can continue to try to go back or go do things that promote uh, unconditional love. As, and that's, that's where I am. I'm just trying to go back and do those things that, I think build unconditional love. It's not like I've gotten to some final destination and I can just stop. Uh, yeah, that's very grateful. wise, uh, right, Jamie? Because that that sort of uh, looks like you know, there's the there's that wisdom of ego is never going to disappear. I mean, the Buddha was practicing till the day he died. So what I am doing is attending to unconditional love, so that unconditional love is more of my experience. And, right. if, and, and what, what we practice is what we have. So there's a way in which that is the focus of my attention. That is, the, that is what I choose. And, of course, the condi- conditioned mind will assert itself in many ways, but there is a stronger and stronger, uh, not faith, but experience, knowing that that is not a path that I want to go because I've right. seen enough of it, and I know it's not going to serve me. So I don't need to go down that route one more time. Right, and right. That, and that's, that's my, my direct experience rather than just being told. Now I know, right? What would you right. say in practice? If I, once we've suffered enough, we will, we will stop doing what causes us to suffer. So when you've seen that right. suffering over and over again, you finally get to the place of going, all right, I don't need to do that anymore. I've seen everything I need to see on this particular route to hell, and I don't need to go down hell to know that that's, that's what the end of the path signals. Right, right. It's the, it's the only alternative that I, that I know of. And so I'm going to keep, yeah. keep working at it and meditating, recording and listening, participating in the uh, year-long retreat uh, and other things. So yes. that's my plan. Yes, we choose, yes, we choose what, what we choose all of those options that uh, get us to who and what we are, which is unconditional love and acceptance. Right. And then that's the experience we have. Brilliant. My plan. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Good one. Thank you. Gosh. We're all on board. Gosh. Gotcha. Yes, we are. We all support each other. So, gosh. Thanks, Jamie. And I swear I love that conversation because. You know, just having it uh, pointed out to me um, <laughs> again, you know, that, uh, it, that the ego is not 
uh, interested in our welfare. It's not interested in my mm -hmm. welfare. It's only interested in perpetuating ego. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, to be, have all these reminders that we, we can have a choice there to, to choose to be here to turn toward unconditional acceptance and unconditional love is just so helpful. Yes, yes. And, and I love that trajectory of practice that we're seeing in everyone who's calling in where that flip happens, right, Bob, from uh, I don't have a choice to I'm really clear about the choice I want to make and, I, and, it's, and it's available, accessible, and, and what I now, now choose. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. great. All right, here is our next caller. You're now live on the air. Hi, this is Lisa in Amsterdam. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Um, so what I've been noticing about the assignment this week as I record about the still small voice kind of rings true to the um, one of the peace quotes that I read recently that no one, about no one try everyone tries to change the world, no one tries to change themselves. And what I've been noticing is like something I already knew, but sort of still noticing it over and over and over again, which is that still small voice is always there. And um, whenever I record and listen, the still small voice comes up. And it also so it makes me think of that quote and also what somebody said earlier on the call that like sort of internally like the still small voice is always present and there's never not enough and it's when attention turns outward that ego gets involved with all kinds of stories that contradict that sensation. Mm -hmm. So the the thing that you're noticing most of the exercise is the constancy of that small voice. It's always there because it is who we are, and it is informing within quotes us in every moment. That sounds uh, in a way sep of separation, but it isn't. Our experiences, it's, it's, inter it's our internal. It's it's there with us all the time. When you record and listen all the time, it's available and present. And if attention is on that internal voice, we, listen, we hear it all the time. It's only when that attention moves outward that the ego stories come to be. Yeah, and so when I record and listen, sort of with the intention that the assignment is to focus on the still small voice, the still small voice is there. And there's a sense that nothing, that there's, that like sort of everything is complete. There's not a sense of something not being enough. And as yeah. soon as attention shifts, immediately I notice that the sense of not enough drops in. That's right. Absolutely, precisely correct. Because when you're listening to the still small voice, it's a sense of completeness, a wholeness. There's nothing in that that is not enough. And as soon as attention moves to conditioned mind, it becomes not enough because that's what conditioned mind is. So in, in, in some ways, what you're pointing us to, right, Risa, is the nature of the intelligence that animates is, com is whole, it's complete. The nature of conditioned mind is separation and, as a consequence of that, incomplete and not enough. Mm -hmm. And that uh, oscillation yeah. of attention gives us that experience. 
And I love what you said earlier, where as long as I'm listening to the still small voice, there's that sense of wholeness, and it's only the attention on conditioned mind that contradicts what the still, still small voice said. So there again, we have the nature of conditioned mind, which is a negation of light. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's just a piece that comes with listening to the still small voice. And it sort of rolled over me like a wave. And it's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it's so nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's a piece that comes from listening to that still small voice that rolls over you like a wave. Because I project it's what you're pointing to. I am not in conflict with myself. I'm not in conflict with how it is as long as attention rests in wholeness and completion. Yeah, exactly. I'm not divided, right? Which is what the experience of listening to conditioned mind is. It's always dualistic. It's the world of opposites. It's the world of negation. It's not life. And so when I'm listening to that, it's not peaceful because... I'm in that experience identified with division and separation and debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, right. Ms. Winnie. Thanks, Lisa. And Sandra. Yeah. Gosho. Thanks, Risa. Ashwini, here is our next caller. Next caller, you're now unmuted. Do you please introduce yourself? Uh, this is Barbara from Chicago. <clears throat> hey, Barbara. Hi. Um, what I'm seeing about the still small voice is that it's um, quiet and reminds me of what's already here, like a, a return to what I already know. Or I mean, it, but I'm not able to see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yes, that it that it that it's a very quiet uh, signal back home, almost like come back here, Barbara. And the experience of coming back here is coming home, right, to something familiar, to something known. And what what we realize is whatever I'm listening to when I'm attending to those voices, uh, that's there's an it, it it tends to obscure what I already know and what I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a return for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ye- yesterday I uh, saw what that, yeah, I, it's a, like a constant challenge for me to participate in practice, but something I want more than anything else. You know, it just feels like one of the most important things I can do for this life. And it's not only practice, but it it's um, where I feel like I can, I don't know, it just feels like this, life pattern of not participating or not fully stepping in and that all these and then so ego comes in with all these reasons I can't participate but I'm still practicing and I love practice and I see a lot and I want to do something with that but I can't participate (laughs) so it's like Mm -hmm. um, so then what was kind of new is this ego voice that says wow it's really sad that you can't process this or talk about you know it's like it was this new voice, this new ego voice that, you know, oh, I wish I could share it, but I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there were people that could understand. <laughs> it was like that kind of conversation. And then the still small voice said, Sangha, you know, like, <laughs> yes. you know, like, yes, yeah. 
you have this yeah. community and so anyway that that just felt and of course it's always been there and it's always been known to me but it just it I don't know for some reason the way it it appeared to me yesterday was so uh, I don't know like like what you what you've been searching for is already here is what it what it felt yeah. like yes mm -hmm. yes so there's a karmic pattern of non-participation and that's how the ego voice basically basically controls you by giving you a thousand reasons not to participate not just in practice but in other uh, mm -hmm. areas as well and so that noticing that uh, that voice come in with this oh you know I so wish I could do I have so much to say there's so much inside uh -huh. and, and we fall for that because it feels like you you when you hear that you just want to wrap your arms around that person and say I'm so sorry yes yes I wish you could and then to have that this assignment and the still small voice drop in to say wait a second you don't have to be in the suffering deprived sorry yeah. state you yeah. do have a place where you can uh, say what, say what, and probably the only group of people in the world who'd understand what you're talking about, and, oh, and, and yes, be yes. so happy that you've seen it, and mm -hmm. just celebrate mm -hmm. your triumphs, and mm -hmm. wish, wish your, wish the best for you when you're struggling with identification. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that process of what the still small voice is here to remind us of is that we have everything that we've always wanted right here yes exactly and so there it is it told you that mm -hmm. in a very concrete way mm -hmm. you have a sangha you have the community that you wish you belonged to now just belong to it <laughs> don't know, move into right. the realm of the desire and longing to belong which is yeah. really always that movement into ego we're just talking to Rita about that that not enough the missing is the realm of yeah. ego yeah, and when we drop out of that realm, mm -hmm. we come back to everything is here. We have there's nothing missing. There's no in, mm -hmm. there's nothing incomplete. We're connected to everything. It's a wholly different experience. Yeah, yeah, I do have that. I it just it's familiar to me having heard that reflected that, you know, when I move into this place of longing or desperation for something that that's already here you know that I just like I want I'm desperate to live this life that I'm living it feels like you know it's just um but there is there is this block which is ego but I yeah. you know every every time that still small voice appears it, it just feels like such a such a they're just such an opening I guess you know just uh yeah yeah to yeah. come back here and you're making a very important point right Barbara because the the you said you love practice you're always mm -hmm. practicing mm -hmm. and so the story of the ego narrative of that is you can't participate you have to do you have to practice more so the mm -hmm. longing is to live the life that you are living completely and right. you are living it mm -hmm. the only reason you think you're not is because you're attending to a voice that says that looks that has to look some way or you're not doing that and yeah. we just believe that rather than come back as you have to a still small voice and to the fact, to your mm -hmm. experience that you are 100% living this life, except mm -hmm. that block that you, that, that block that you identified, which is telling you that you're not, if, right. if you don't listen to it, then you would be living the life that you're living completely. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, this is so good. I'm yeah, so glad I good. So glad I'm here um, on the call to say that and that 
you know, moving through that participation <laughs> struggle yes, yet but again. <laughs> truth to mm -hmm. the truth of your yeah. experience yes mm -hmm. you do have a community mm -hmm. you do participate mm -hmm. you do have somebody to process this insight with mm -hmm. uh and that and and that you're here that yeah. is the truth of your experience oh yeah so grateful thank you ashwini thank you thanks barbara gosh thanks barbara and ashwini we just have Ooh, maybe a couple minutes, if even that left. Do we want to wrap up today, or try and bring on another caller? Well, we never stick to our uh, two minutes, Bob. So I think at this <laughs> point we'll just wrap up and hope to talk to callers tomorrow. Sounds great. All right. All right. So uh, we'll talk Thank more you, calls Bob. tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. Go happy. Go happy. <laughs>